Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. Another crazy day in the stock market. Thanks for being here with me. This is a show about quantum mental investing. It's a combination of quantitative execution, fundamental foundation. That's the information edge I bring you guys every time I come on this channel. So this is the stock market crash of 2020, and we're talking about it. I'm going to go over with you the top three steps that we're going to be taking to start buying stocks again, okay? So that's just the focus today. I want to take your questions. I feel in a market like this, sometimes the questions, things that are on your mind, maybe are more important than all the things I want to talk about. So um, I'm going to address the top three things we're looking for on my trading desk that will get us to start committing capital again. Um, And... um, And I'm going to go over rule number 51 on the Armour Report Rules of the Road. I'm writing these rules for my children. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. They're, of course, home today. Everyone's homeschooling. Um, Things are getting a little crazy. That's why I thought I'd wear this Father of Dragons. Oh, don't forget, guys. Give me a thumbs up if you like this. Help me out on YouTube. I appreciate it. You can subscribe right here uh, in the description section to either this YouTube channel, or, um, and this is a live trading desk, guys, as you know, so sometimes I got to pick up a call. Give me a second. Yes, can I talk to you in a little bit? The timing's a little off. You need me? Okay. No. Um, so, um, let's get to it. This is a live trading desk. All the information I'm sharing with you, I use my own personal account, the the capital I manage for myself, my family, and then for individual investors through our interactive brokers relationship. Um, So I'm not telling you what to do on this YouTube channel. I'm trying to share with you my experiences, um, my successes, my failures, and hopefully raise up um, your success level as an investor. All right, so start asking me questions if you've got them. If not, i got a bunch of email questions that have come in, and I'll address them later. So any questions you guys want to write, uh, let me know, and I'll get to that um, a little bit at the end here. I already see a question about gold. I'll talk about it. We'll talk about gold. Um, there's some very bizarre things going on in gold and gold stocks right now, so we'll talk about that. All right, um, step one. Step one I want to talk about um, is this rule 
the Armour Report rules of the road. I'm putting together all the information I've learned from, you know, three plus decades of doing this. And I'm compiling a, uh, compiling a list. Rule number 51. You can't make logical investing decisions in an illogical market. All I keep hearing from uh, um, Armour subscribers which is you could subscribe at the armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com. Don't forget, Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research, right? Okay, so this is all about managing risk uh, and then capturing upside second. That's our goal. There's a lot of time to capture upside, but you've got to manage your risk right if you're going to do that. Um, so this particular rule is very important for market crashes. I get a lot of Clients calling me, subscribers uh, are contacting me and calling me, and, and everyone's got these wonderful logical reasons to buy gold or buy stocks or some other segment of the stock market or, you know, all these reasons. And they all make sense, guys. They're all logical. But the problem is the market is behaving in an illogical way. And that's why our algorithms have protected our capital, right? We have seven index algorithms. Each algorithm is designed for the volatility of each index. As you all who are um, fans of this channel and have been here for a while know, on February 24th, the first day of the stock market crash, all of the seven indexes all those algorithms were telling us to be 100% cash. And it's because those indexes, or should I say those algorithms, they don't worry about what's logical and not logical and come up with reasons or not reasons to do things. This is, this is algorithms that are designed around statistics, probabilities, and volatility. Thousands of lines of code that I've written, right? But it comes down to those three issues. Statistics, probability, and volatility. It got us to raise 100% cash in our index-only portfolio that we manage. So at thearmorreport.com, you can see our four portfolios. One is index-only, and all we do is own these seven. It was 100% cash the first day of the market crash. So there's nothing about logic or, or fundamentals or anything that goes into those algorithms. It's just statistics, probability, and volatility. So I love all the things you guys are saying and keep thinking, and it makes a lot of sense to exercise that. But don't get clouded. Don't forget that the market's not behaving in a logical manner. So you give me a logical argument – Sounds great to me, but the market doesn't care what we think. So you've got to be careful. So that takes us into our next discussion. What are the top three things that, that would get us, that would get me on this desk to start putting money to work in a meaningful way? Okay, there's three things. Three things. Number one, the Armour Report Risk Monitor which went red 
on the 24th of February and has not changed throughout the entire market crash, it will change colors, right? We have a red stoplight. If you log into the armorreport.com as a subscriber, I like to call them armor insiders, you'll see the red stoplight. And you guys already know the day it went up there, right? I sent out an email you all are aware. So at some point, that's going to change. It's going to go from red to green, maybe red to yellow. But either color, yellow or green, will allow me to start putting some capital to work. Okay? Number two, that's the first thing I want to see. That's the first thing that reason that would get me to put money to work. Number two, the second reason I'll put money to work. If the market goes down enough, I'm going to start averaging in positions on the S&P and the NASDAQ 100. So SPY, QQQ. I don't know what enough is. You have to determine what that is for you. I got to figure out what it is for me. I'll have to talk to each client that I work with to figure out where is their comfort level? What is the right number? But I'm so I'm not telling you to do this, but I'm just saying theoretically, let's just say if the market's down 40% from the highs, I might put 5% of my money to work in the S&P and 5% in the NASDAQ, 10%. And then the market drops 50% off the highs. So it's down another 10%. I might put 5% in the S&P, 5% in the Qs. Now I've got 20% of my money to work. And the market drops another 10%. I might do it again, right? At some point in there. I don't know if that's what I'm going to do. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just saying at some point in there, it might get cheap enough for me to start doing that. Um, okay. That's the second thing. And I just, I'm not there yet. I don't know. And I'm not sure I'm going to call and I'm not going to come on this show and tell you I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I don't think I should because it's a very personal thing there. This show is about the algorithmic risk management research, the armor report. I will tell you when the algorithms are no longer telling us red, when they go to a different color, green or yellow, I'll let you know. As an insider, if you're a subscriber, you'll know right away. I'll send an email to you. I'll update the website. You'll know immediately. Okay? So that's the first thing. Armor report, risk monitor goes positive. We start buying. The market goes down enough, and I'll just start adding something to the S&P and the NASDAQ. I don't know when that is, and that's a personal thing. And the third thing – I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Let you know what I'm thinking, right? That's what the whole point of this show is. I'm going to say it. If a drug company announces a product that has any efficacy in saving lives and making people healthy who have COVID-19, such as Gilead, such as Remdesivir, if stories drop, that that product is being successful in any way, okay? I think the bar is very low right now because fear is so high. So whether it's Remdesivir or some other company, I don't know, somebody else that comes up with the product. Not that I, there aren't any that I know of right now, but this is not just a Gilead comment. Um, 
the minute that news drops, I might start buying the S&P and the NASDAQ 100. And the market still might start, the market might go down anyway. We could be in the midst of a panic. But I think that a story like that, let's just pretend Remdesivir has a decent success rate of curing people. And we're getting that anecdotally all over the place. Okay. So if it comes together in an announcement between now and two, three, four weeks, whenever it is, I don't care. Whenever the story breaks, the official story, here's the interim report. X percentage of people took the product, have, have, you know, it, 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 uh, it resulted in them being cured in some fashion. I think that will stop the stock market from imploding because I think right now there's such an obscene fear factor. You know, people are, are acting as if this is the black plague. Okay. And so if we discover it's not and it's manageable and we get a couple weeks out, like right now we're just shutting down everything all around the world and the market hates that. But a couple weeks from now, we'll be used to that. And then we get a story that, Hey, something actually cures this. So, it's not a death sentence, right? It's already not, but, you know, but people are so upset that the certain part of the population, it is very disturbing. So if you can a- apply a product that can help those people in any way, I don't know, what if you just cure 20% of them? Okay, you're not going to give them remdesivir? Well, of course you are. So the, the bar is so low. So I think that would create a response in the stock market that could be an investable bottom. It's a guess. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Um, um, I want to keep this short today. There's not a lot more I want to talk about. I'm not putting capital to work yet. You guys who talked to me on, if you were here on Saturday, you know that I did carry options over the weekend. So that was a loss, right? So I bought those options. Thursday at the close, when the market was down after the Fed made their first announcement, I had a huge Friday, so I had big profits in the position, and I just gave all those profits back. So, okay, no, no harm, no foul. When I trade those equity options, I don't do them in an aggressive fashion, right? I don't put a lot – the whole point of using the option market for me is to not commit too much capital, all right? So it's manageable, but if I get it right and we go into some type of big run – you know, I might have a huge gain, but we'll see. So that trade didn't work out. So a lot of these trades don't work out. I mean, like, it's why it's best for me to use algorithms, right? Because I keep coming up with logical reasons to put trades on, but the market's not behaving logically. So there's an example that didn't work for me, okay? So the best thing for me to do is go back to day trading and not carrying anything overnight. That's where I'm having my most success, Although I don't day trade on a day where the market opens, lock limit down. That's just for me. I want to protect my capital. I don't have to trade every day. And on a day where it's lock limit down, I just take a step back. I don't want to commit capital. I don't want to have a big position on and have all of a sudden the bottom fall out of the market and it's locked again and I'm stuck. So, uh, you know, I don't have to trade. You don't have to trade. Take a day off, guys. Relax. There will be more than enough opportunity for us to build positions and, and capture massive upside when this is over. And we've protected 95% of our capital, right? I mean, first week of this collapse, we went to all cash everywhere. And the only stock we still hold is Gilead through the options. 
So we've already booked our profit in Gilead. We took the profit, we put them into options. So the worst thing that happens is that we lose a part or all of the profit, depending on how aggressive you were on that trade, right? So our principle's intact. All right, so let's get to gold. I know that was a question. I want to talk about it. I, I don't have a good answer for you on what to do with gold. It was up 4% overnight. Then it was down 4% this morning. There is some bizarre behavior going on in GDX and GDXJ right now. GDX up 12%. GDXJ is up 5.5%. Meanwhile, the two biggest names in GDX, which is Newmont and Barrick, are down 3 and 4% on the day. So this is disturbing to me, not exciting to me. It's disturbing because it doesn't seem like ETFs are being priced correctly. That's a structural problem in the market. That could be a structural problem in the market. You're not, how do you know? How do you know that the prices you're, you're paying for an asset in the ETF index right now are, are, are accurate and you're not getting fleeced? The fact that those two indexes are up huge right now suggests to me that when they were down big Friday, if you were selling at the end of the day, you were getting fleeced. Someone was stealing from you. They weren't priced right. They're up huge, but the two biggest names are still down one day. Something's not right about that. Um, I'd love to buy gold, but let me tell you two things. Number one, it's a logical argument to tell me gold should go up as the market's going down and there's a lot of fear around. Okay, it's an illogical market, so that hasn't worked. Number two, that hedge hasn't worked for a month. Am I going to keep playing it? Right, we, we took positions, it went up, came back to where we bought and we got out. We actually made money on that Sprott physical gold trade. Small, but we made a little bit of money and then it imploded. Am I going to run out and do it again? It's yet to perform the way it should. Number three, at the beginning of a recession, gold usually goes down, guys. And we're definitely at the beginning of a recession. So gold usually goes down. Then it comes on later in the recession as all of this money is put to work by governments and all this fiscal stimulus and people start looking at inflation. But right now, massive deflation. So what's the real reason that gold's going to go up? Why are you buying gold? Because of fear? Because you think gold should go up in a fear trade. Well, then what happens if remdesivir is successful? What happens if the market decides to turn around and go up for whatever ridiculous reason? They're going to wreck gold again, just like they did Friday. So it just doesn't work for me. I just can't figure out why I own it right now. I want to own it at some point. I love Newmont and Barrick, top of my whiteboard, but I just don't know where to get in them. And I can't tell you I'm doing it today. I'm just not. All right. Um, let me go over some questions. Ryan, so Ryan, there's my gold opinion. I mean, it's going to go sky high. I mean, I, I hope you're right. It would be great if it went sky high. You know, it would be great if gold went sky high. But I just, um, I, don't, I don't trust pricing. And you, you could be sure, you could be sure that I'm not buying any ETF that has a 3X factor in front of it. In fact, I wouldn't even buy a 2X right now. I would just go with the straight ETF. You need liquidity and you need the correct pricing. 
If they can't even price GDXJ correctly, how do I know what the pricing is on JNUG? All right? You do whatever you want. I mean, if it works for you, you do it. I'm just saying from my own money and from the standpoint of the Armour Report is about managing risk, that risk is too high for me. Um, let's see. What else we have? It's my opinion about zero interest rates. Will it work? Um, Um, I, I think what the Fed is doing right now, the purpose of what the Fed is doing is to allay the fears that are in the marketplace and make sure that there is enough liquidity so that banks and financial institutions don't have problems that they had in 2008. In that light, I would say to you, yes, it will work. It will liquefy banks. We're not going to have bank runs. We're not going to have financial institutions that go bankrupt. So in that regard, I think it's, it's going to work for that reason. Um, politics for dummies. Thank you for that. A little shout out there. Guys, subscribe if you enjoy the content. Help me out. I appreciate it. It'll help you out. All right. Now you have an illogical argument for a uh, down so much. Yeah. Gold should go up because we have zero interest rates. At some point it will, guys. At some point it will. Our government bonds a safe hedge right now. That's a great question, you know. That's a great question about government bonds. Do I want to own TLT again? Um, and my answer is just no. You know, I'm just the only thing, honestly, I, I bought last week are treasury bills that that mature in June. I mean, I'm literally hiding money in, you know, highly liquid short-term U.S. paper. It's not fun. It's not sexy, but that's just the way it is. I'm not willing to take the risk right now. My biggest concern or the reason I'm not buying TLT back right now and gold is in the same category here, I do feel at some point I feel there's an equal amount of potential for the market to rip higher or collapse. Okay, if it rips higher, treasuries go down and gold goes down. So I don't want to put those positions in my account if the market recovers. And yet I can't buy the S&P and the NASDAQ because the market looks like it's continuing to go lower. It, it goes back to that rule. It's an illogical market right now. Logic is not prevailing. So I'll wrap up with this thought, unless you guys have any more questions. I'll wrap up today by just reiterating. There's nothing wrong with being in cash. There's nothing wrong with taking a break. There'll be more than enough opportunity to put capital to work. I believe that now more than ever because the Fed just made some massive announcements of huge amounts of liquidity and the market went down 10% anyway. So Anybody out there who still thinks that the market is going to have a V-shaped recovery, I believe is dreaming, which is great for us because we've got huge amounts of cash on hand. We don't have to worry about being the first guys in. There's not going to be a V-shaped recovery. So what we could do is be patient, be methodical, 
let our algorithms lead the way. There will be a day when I come on this channel and I say, guys, this is it. Let's grab with two hands. But today's just not the day. Today I'm saying protect capital, take a break, wait for the volatility to subside. Those algorithms are all about statistics, probability, and volatility. We need the volatility to come down. When we start to see a series of days where the, the S&P's trading range is 1% to 3% instead of 5 to 10%, I'll start to get more interested because it means things are, are becoming more normalized. And now we can start making logical decisions and investment. I, um, think, think of logical investment ideas and make decisions. All right, um, a couple more questions here. Let's see. Cash is a position. Thank you very much. That's right. It is a position. Um, UVXY. Let's take a, take a look at that. The VIX. Yeah, the VIX. I just don't trade VIX. I, I tried trading VIX for a while. I, I even wrote some algorithms for it. It just didn't work for me. I didn't like it. So I'm not saying you can't do it. I know a lot of guys who make a fortune with it. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, will you keep doing day trades on the S&P? I will. I will do day trades on the S&P. I won't day trade on a day where the market opens up, lock limit down. If the markets aren't functioning correctly, I don't want to be caught in a big position when they malfunction again. That's my thinking. I always come at this from a risk management standpoint. So there might be a huge opportunity to make money today. I'm not making it. I don't get involved on a day where it's lock limit down at the open. That's just me. You know, I'm telling you my own theories. Okay. Sit back, grab a beer, roast some marshmallows. That's a great idea. Mr. Davies. Woo. Ryan, you're killing it on your VIX trades. Go for it, man. You keep doing it. I love it. Good for you. Good for you, brother. You know, not my thing, but certainly if you're able to do it and you focus on it, have at it. Good for you. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> February, February 24th, watching this channel, you bought VIX. Good for you. Great call. Good job. All right, guys, let's wrap it up for today. I'll see you guys again on Wednesday, same time, and we'll keep talking about this until, you know, until forever, because right? I love doing it, and I'm glad you guys are with me. All right, take care of yourselves. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.